Hello everyone, bonjour, a very Merry Christmas to all of you, and I hope the new year is great for all of us, and that we can all get out and uh, make some more great images with our film cameras and various emotions. Um, I want to include this last little episode before we break for the new year, um, because it's uh, a chance for me to uh, share a little bit about some new films I've been working with. Uh, one of them is Ilford's XP1, and the film I got looks like to have been expired since about 1994. And the other one is from a, a little studio in Lithuania called One Color, No Color Studio, and uh, the film is Barita Number 12. And this is a, I think it's a coded photographic paper that they're using as a film. So I'm going to be trying that out and, and talking a little bit about that in this uh, last episode of the uh, year, last episode of 2021. So hopefully uh, you'll find it interesting. And uh, if you have any comments or questions you want to send in, you can do so through the uh, Follow the Light Facebook page or just send me an email at photobob at live ca photobob at live.ca. Thank you, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. So here we are at the end of another year. Welcome to episode 13. This episode will focus on notes from the field on two unique types of film, one from a couple of decades ago, Ilford's XP1, and a new experimental paper film called Berita Number no. 12, which is an orthochromatic film. Finally, I will relay my brief experience of breaking bread thanks to Beaumont. I explain more later in the podcast. You know, I think there is something to be said for film photography and baking and cooking. Anyway, let's get started with notes from the field. Oh, before I forget, you can see images from the outing posted on the Facebook page for this podcast, Follow the Light. Okay, we start off with a few moments to talk about Barita number 12, orthochromatic paper film. I enclosed a small audio clip in the field notes about working with this film, which you'll hear just ahead. I processed it Tuesday afternoon, 21-12-2021, and was very happy to see images when I pulled the film from the reel to hang it to dry. Referring back to my notes, the fastest exposure was one-eighth of a second, and the longest was 60 seconds. The Nikon F2 with a Nikkor Zoom 35-105 to lens never left the tripod for this role, and I suspect I'll be primarily using a tripod when working with this particular emulsion, since it is quite slow, with an ISO of 6. When I first loaded the film, I did experience some resistance, as well as when advancing and especially when rewinding the exposed roll. Thus, caution when handling is advised, and I'm not sure how an auto-advance and auto-rewind would handle such a film, so please be careful when working with this film. It comes in a 16 exposure roll, however, I counted 18 exposures on my first roll, which was nice. To see specific examples, please visit the associated Facebook page for Follow the Light Analog Photography Podcast. To process this film, I mixed up some Ilford multigrade paper developer at a ratio of 1 to 9. I set up a specialty processing page on my massive development iPhone app, as well as adding to my film development note binder. 
I've been keeping a binder for many, many years with processing information, chemistry mixtures, ratio mixtures for different volumes of chemistry. And I've modified it over the years to what I think I have it down pat right now. So I keep notes, and I've been doing that for years, about my processing, uh, what I process, what films, what temperatures, what times, and a few notes about it as well. So I uh, will have written up some information on that as well. It's a really handy um, page to have when processing, and I really like using it. Okay, so I developed the film for about 2 minutes and 15 seconds. But think the two minutes recommended on the film website is probably more accurate. I found the negatives just a little too hot, i.e. dark, but when inverted, of course, they're going to be white or light. Next, the stop was timed for 30 seconds, followed by a water wash. Next came the fixer, which I set for four minutes. Then another water wash for 1.5 minutes, and a hypoclear for another 1.5 minutes. But going forward, I'll be doing a wash and hypoclear each for five minutes. After the hypoclear, I did a final wash for five minutes, constantly emptying and filling the development tank. After the wash, I opened the tank and was first concerned as I just saw a reel with white film. But once I began removing it from the reel, I noticed images on the inside. Phew, what a relief. Then I hung the film to dry, and when ready, I'll scan and invert to see positive images. One of the things I've noticed about this film when it dries is it warps, it kind of twists. You know, it's like when you're working with uh, photographic fiber paper in the dark room, and after processing it, you dry it and it comes out wavy. Well, this film uh, acted the same way. It kind of twisted. Even though I had a weight on the bottom, um, it kind of twisted and it kind of went wavy. So that's something you've got to consider when you're mounting it into a, a, a film holder if you're scanning it. Um, so, I mean, I know there are, there are new ways of scanning using digital cameras, and that may be something you might want to consider as well. But just be aware that it, it doesn't dry flat like uh, a regular gelatin film. So that's it for, for this little uh, experimental report, and uh, I'll show some images. I did find the images quite contrasting, very difficult to, to find any midtones in them because it is an orthochromatic film, and I was shooting landscapes. Now, it would be nice to try it with some different type of subject matter and just see how it re re reacts to that. So maybe I'll have to do that another time is try different subject matter and see what kind of results I get with it. Overall, I found it a very fun film to work with. It's probably not something I'm going to use regularly or, or often, but I do like to try out new emotions every now and then. So when I have a chance to try something out, um, sure, I'll probably jump at that opportunity. I've also used some of the Washi film and had really good results with that as well. So anyway, I'll let you get on with the rest of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Here we go. All right, I'm out here at uh, Golden Ears Park at Alouette Lake, and it's the 20th of December, 2021. It's a beautiful day. It's crisp, cold, minus 2 degrees Celsius, uh, but it's sunny, which is nice. I'm shooting this big stump. I'm working with the Mamiya C330 Pro S, 
and I've loaded it with XP1 uh, Ilford film that's been expired since about 1994 while metering for ISO of 80 because of the age of the film. And the first picture I'm taking is going to be at uh, F16. And I'm going to have to, because it's in shadow here, uh, probably give it about uh, 15 seconds. And then I'll give one for about 7 seconds. And then I'll do one at 30 seconds to see how this works with this rating. So 15 seconds, 7 seconds, and 30 seconds. My next image is going to be along the path going to the lake. Uh, some trees standing in front of the lake, the mountain lit by the sun in the background, and the trees in open shade, but dark open shade. So the, um, the range, the tonal range, is going to be impossible for the film, I think. It's just too drastic with a sunlit mountain snow-capped and these dark rocks covered with green moss, but the lighting is very low here. The sun isn't very high. I took a meeting with the Vivitar 45 light meter and of course with my trusty Sekonic L408 and I get about f8 at 1 30th of a second if I'm pointing it toward, through the trees towards the mountain and uh, so that's pretty consistent. So I think what I'm going to do is make an exposure here at f16 at, at 1 8th of a second with the XP1 and uh, we'll see how that turns out. We'll see what kind of range I get from that. Okay, that's, that was exposure number, I think that was six. Now we're on seven. I'm gonna try it again, only this time I'm gonna open up two stops. I'm gonna shoot a, a F16 at 1 30th of a second. Now for the next experimental film I'm working with. This is literally an experimental film. It's called Barita, or Barita number 12. And I got it from One Color Studio. I believe they're in Lithuania. And uh, so I've switched over, I'm same position, shooting the rocks with the frost on them and the mountains in the background at Alouette Lake. My last two shots were at F22, 1 8th and 1 15th of a second. And they were of rocks on the beach that are, have frost and the sun is shining and, and on the frost is looking like white and dark, like they're dark gray rocks but they're covered in frost and the sun is just accentuating that. And so I wanted to photograph that for my last two shots. Again, I bracketed a lot because I'm not sure what to expect with this film. And so these notes will help me to make calibrations for the future rolls. And I'm now switched over to the uh, 35 mil film. I was using 35 in the uh, Mamiya, but I had the um, adapters so I could uh, shoot that film in the, in the camera. And here I'm shooting with my F2 and it has a metered head. I'm not sure what DP it is. It uh, doesn't have A or S on it. So I'll, I'll have to take it off and have a look. I just can't remember right now, but it is a metered head, which is nice. And so I'm shooting with this film. So I'll be processing this as I would process prints in a, in a dark room. ISO is six and my first exposure is one second at F22, according to the uh, camera meter. So those are just a few notes from my outing the other day, working with Ilford's XP1 400 film rated at ISO 80 and Berita number 12 experimental film, which is a paper-based film. I didn't include all of the notes and all of the exposures, but just wanted to give you a, a taste of what it was like or what I was doing out in the field. So that's uh, these are kind of abridged notes, and I'll show a few samples again on the uh, website, on the Facebook page, you can see those. Now, for our last segment, Breaking Bread Thanks to Beaumont. 
Breaking Bread, thanks to Beaumont. The other day I went to make myself a sandwich and noticed one measly little end slice. I looked around, and sure enough, we were out of bread. It was dark out, and I didn't want to run out to the store just for a loaf of bread, and chances are I would have come back with a lot more than a mere loaf of bread. So I thought about it for a few moments. You know, that's one of the great things about being a film photographer and darkroom craftsman. You need to be able to problem solve. And the solution I came up with was to make my own bread. I remembered buying a wonderful book called Beaumont's Kitchen. So I pulled that off my shelf and sure enough, there was this popular bread recipe. So I set about to make a loaf of bread. Now his recipe is measured for two loaves, but again, being a film photographer who works with mixing various ratios, it wasn't too hard to half the recipe for a single loaf. What I didn't expect was the length of time the dough needed to sit before it actually went into the oven. A very long time. However, I persevered and in the end pulled a beautiful loaf of homemade bread from the oven and boy does the kitchen smell good after that for a while. For those of you not familiar with Beaumont Newhall, according to Wikipedia, he was an American curator, art historian, writer, photographer, and the second director of the George Eastman Museum. He also wrote a book which I find very useful in my collection called The History of Photography, and of course the book I mentioned in the podcast, Beaumont's Kitchen. If you'd like to know more about Beaumont New Hall, I would suggest maybe a library search or going online and, and doing a search that way. So this brings us to the end of another podcast and the end of the year. And once again, I thank you for tuning in and listening. And if you have any comments or questions, please uh, send them to me via photobob at live.ca, or you can uh, send them along on the Facebook page, Follow the Light Analog Photography Facebook page. There you can also leave comments as well if you like. Thanks again, and hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a good new year.